<laughs> welcome or welcome back to the Dear Sisters podcast where we are sending you off into the weekend in a good headspace with our advice. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Even though it's Thursday right now, the concept of time doesn't exist on social media. Um, today we're going to talk all about careers. We got a lot of a lot of really good feedback. Mm-hmm. I knew we would. Um, but before we do that, we are going to pop a few little segments into the podcast today. One we started last week. This week we're also going to throw in some pop culture news. Um, Gabby and I each picked a story to discuss, talk about, react to. Um, so we're going to do that, and then we're going to do a little bit of career advice, and then our Snapple facts for the week about careers. I think we need to incorporate music. Okay. You know what I mean? Like through each segment? Mm-hmm. Do you want to help me do that? Sure. I mean, I have no One, idea what I'm two, doing when it... Yeah, no, 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 not my... I know, maybe we'll not ask... Not my voice. Maybe we'll ask Max to um, yeah. throw us a track again. He did cool. it for the last one. Um, yeah, we'll have an intro music thing some point. For each segment. Oh, okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or something. My job harder? No, yeah, I like that idea. I'm kidding. But... I'm just thinking of other podcasts that do that. Yeah. Clearly, this podcast is a little bit of a work in progress, but we're enjoying it. Yeah, we also we're not striving for perfection <laughs> here. We're just enjoying the perfection ride. Perfection doesn't exist. Um, let's pick a title for the pop culture segment. I have to think about it. Mm, interesting. I don't know. So this week, we're just going to call it the pop culture segment, and we're going to get right into it. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. I honestly... I'm into pop culture, but not, it's not like a main focus of my day or you my don't have life. Like the time for it, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. I enjoy, I enjoy like reality TV. It's I funny enjoy. Because you used to be like the most celebrity obsessed person. Oh my gosh, knew. I know. Yeah, in high school or even like middle school, high school. Remember we went to the VMAs? Oh my God, that was. And I was the shit. obsessed. Like, <laughs> that so was funny. we went to the vmas we went twice actually we went in florida so during cool. hurricane katrina and then we went in new york at <clears throat> excuse me radio city and we had like four tickets it was me gabby Ramy, my mom and we had four tickets two on like the lower level like ground floor mm-hmm. and two in like the upper mezzanine and gabby was like I want to be on the ground floor near the celebrities so I can meet people and see people. And this closer. was like back when like real world was a thing. Like I was like fully in like sixth or seventh grade, just dying oh, over you mean real West. World, the show. Yes. And, yeah. I remember, I just remember seeing you guys. <laughs> I don't at, know like, if you remember Wes or, um, I remember oh, seeing you guys at intermission and being like, you were like, I saw Rev run. He walked right by me <laughs> yeah. from Run's house. No. So oh Gabby and my mom went down on the floor and my brother and I got sent up to the mezzanine. We we're like, okay, whatever. We'll get the shittier seats. They must have been some kind of like upper level package ticket because there was like, this didn't matter for us because we were so young, but there was like an open bar, <laughs> free food. We had moon men on our seats that we got to take home. And we were living large. Like Ramey and I were just scarfing down lamb chops and shit. I was probably like, I don't know, 10. And Ramey was probably like 14 or like. Nine Such a cool 13. experience, but just goes to show how much I was obsessed with so pop obsessed. culture, like reality, celebrity life. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm still into it. It's just I don't have as much like time to really deep dive Divulge. into it. Or it's like even like keeping up with the Kardashians. Indulge. Like I I enjoy it and I watch it, but not like strictly. Yeah, like I don't, you know. Yeah. So anyways, my... Uh, pop culture news topic, whatever we're calling this, of the week, is that Chris Harrison is leaving the Bachelor, the Bachelor franchise. A little bit of backstory on that: we we didn't watch the Bachelor at all. Neither of us were Bachelor fans up until I last would go on and off with. Oh, um, I never watched it until we watched it at your house. Yeah, I would go on and off. Uh, what is it? What do you mean? Like series? No, seasons. Seasons. Yeah, yeah. I would go on and off. Oh, seasons. really? I never yeah. really watched it. I mean, like, just randomly in college, some okay. year I would, and then I would stop. I never, and right. I never watched it, and then we all started going to Gabby's every week. 
Nice. We Sorry. <laughs> going to Gabby's every week for bachelor nights, like me, Gabby, and a couple of our friends. And we all got so into it. And like the next season, shit hit the fan. Now Chris Harrison's yeah. gone. Um, we all know why Chris Harrison's gone. Uh, some racially insensitive shit came out about um, Rachel Kirkconnell, who won the last season of The Bachelor. And Chris Harrison just kind of like went off on a fucking tyrant <laughs> rampage about it and just totally like put his foot in his mouth and said like really dumb shit about it. And now he's leaving. And do you know how much money he's being paid to leave? I didn't understand that. So, so he must have signed a contract for longer than he like his contract probably isn't over. You know what I mean? So they're paying him to leave because they have his contract. Probably. Yeah. Do you know how much you're paying? No. Mid range. Eight figures. (laughs) Mid-range eight figures, which means between 10 mm-hmm. million and like 90 million. Yeah, That's it's like eight he's figures, stupid right? not to leave. And I know he asked for 50. Oh my goodness. And they said no. So he's probably, it's estimated in the public that they're paying him $25 million to leave The Bachelor. That's wild. $25 million to stop working. Wow. Because he fucked up. I'll fuck up if I get 25 <laughs> mil. No. Yeah. And you know, sh- I, I mean, just think, I think, I mean, I'm not like a diehard Bachelor Nation yeah. person, but you know, it is time for a new I just wonder chapter. what they're going to do. I haven't watched the new season. It just started with Taysha and one of the other right. Bachelorettes hosting. I've been following up on Rachel and Matt james like i follow also the team and i kind of i kind of i'm kind of living for it i I'm love that they're together i'm just wondering where the energy I think that's is that's just cool like, that's a big 180 from matt james's after the final rose i know i just think that but there are a lot goes on behind yeah who know, like exactly we who knows what actually was happening behind closed doors i also so, I'm but not but like, they they always had explanation they always kind I of think like, so too. like if you're gonna put it all out there right if you're putting it all out there that after the final rose ceremony and Actually, then, he put nothing out there. He didn't speak. He wouldn't even look at her. Yeah, but we so all like, we how do you, saw we saw that interaction. Go, how do you Those go interactions from, right? How do you go from not now? looking at her to right. like you guys are? He's like went on a date with her mom or some shit. Yeah, like, no, they're fully together. You know, they're fully on Instagram. I don't, but I see all of it on like page six. And stuff. Yeah, they're they're a this is couple for yeah. sure. So yeah, no, I want to know what the journey was like, but I think it's pretty cool. I think it's cool too because there's like obviously room for improvement, room and for room growth. for growth. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, sick. Other story. Wait, my other thing I want to say. I'm not like a huge Bachelor fan, Mm -hmm. whatever, but like, can people just shut the fuck up about Chris Harrison leaving? Like, stop whining. Wait, that was my story. No, no, no. I'm saying people that are angry and like upset (laughs) about it. Oh, yeah. It's not the same. You guys suck. I do think it's he's been there for so long. So, like, yeah, it's going to change the vibe a little bit. But like, maybe it's time for that, you know? So I just feel like people are so upset about it. It's like. Let's calm down. Like, let's just switch it up. I, I was never like. People are like really defensive of him. Like, yeah. he barely did anything. Da 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 da. And it's like. Sorry, I keep drinking my. Water <laughs> it's okay. Right I don't know. Mic. I feel like it's like, why are we whining over Chris Harrison leaving? Like, it would, I get yeah. it. I get it. But like, actions have repercussions. Like, there, there's a wow factor to it, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think. Well, no, I think it is a big deal, but I it's think there's. It's a big deal for Bachelor Nation, but like, he fucked up. Yeah. He has to pay the price. And he's being paid to leave. Like, he's fine. Exactly. He's totally. Exactly. People are like. He's sleeping fine at night. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If anything, he was rewarded. Yeah. He doesn't have to work anymore for the rest of his life. Thank you. Anyway, my story. <laughs> Thank you. The one I chose is that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle had their second child. Oh. And this is where it gets interesting. Okay. They named her Lilibet Diana. Whatever the fuck their last name is. Because it's like super Lilibet? Long. Yes. Bet. Bet. <laughs> Um, but the interesting part is Lilibet is the grandmother's like childhood nickname. Okay. Her name's Elizabeth. Her family called her Lilibet, but it's like their family. Like that's like a close nickname to their family. And then Diana and then whatever. What everyone's wondering is, excuse me, did Queen Elizabeth know that they were going to use her like childhood, like personal nickname? But don't you think it's kind of interesting? Like, are they going to make up their mind? What do you mean? Make up their mind about what? Are they part of the royal family or are they not? Oh, my God. 
God. <laughs> you are dragging it. Gabby, you haven't seen this anywhere? Everyone's like, oh, so Not you're... really. See, this is an example of how I'm kind of a little bit disconnected. It's just but interesting that, I like, did watch that... Uh, the Oprah interview and I became obsessed with the entire it's so interesting like dynamic of the royal family because I didn't understand I just it all think that it's much. interesting that they're like peace out but also like I'm gonna name my kid after my grandma I don't think they were like peace out to grandma I think true they verbalized that they respected her and they whatever yes what they did I'm sure tarnished like what she stood for in her name and all that yeah. but at the same time I think they were really just speaking out on, like, Megan's experience. Oh, 100%. And it's not, like, it's not, I don't know. Is it, like, Grandma's fault? I don't know if there's anything, like, she could really. I think it's just, like, the, it's, like, it is what it is, and this is just how it, it's going to be there. And, like, they don't want to be a part of that. Rather than, like, we hate Grandma and we hate Grandpa. Yeah, that's You fair. know what I mean? It's, like, it's just not their lifestyle. But do they love their grandmother? Sure. So I don't know. I, I see it. I see that as two completely different things. Gotcha. I see. Well, page six doesn't, and everyone wants to know. Does well, I could Grandma see why? Know? I could see why they. I could see why it's, it's also. All it was just like people were questioning it or talking about it because it was like Lilibet was like her family nickname that like her parents <laughs> called. Sorry, her. but Lilibet is Lilibet. Just, <laughs> it kind of sounds like a rap name. Claudia said Lilibet Diana. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know I just see it as two separate they call her, things. They're calling her Lily, but. Like, sure, that whole interview made things a little bit, like, kind of stirred the pot. Mm-hmm. But I think they were just speaking more on, like, the experiences and, yeah, and really not so it's much just of, funny because like, sometimes feel about I feel like when Harry talks about, like, what happened with his mom. That, that, like, that wild seems to me, like though. he's like, fuck them. Like, that's the vibe I get when he talks about that kind of shit. And then it's also, yeah. like, he can't. But he's still their family. It's probably just so. The there's probably so many. It's just so yeah. insane. Yeah. But anyway, those are our pop culture stories of the night. Cool. The day, whatever it is for you, the time you're listening to this. Let's jump right into. I hope you enjoyed that, by the way. Let's jump into the advice. We've got some really incredible responses. But before we start, we want to give a little disclaimer. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what is. She? Okay. Um, yeah, no, we basically just want to put it out there that this podcast is in no way, shape or form, um, professional, like, yeah, professional help or professional advice. Um, if you're seeking like mental health treatment, do that in what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Like if you are, if you're in need of like. Yeah, if you need mental help. help like, yeah, exactly. Don't go come seek, to the podcast for right, that. Right. Go seek professional help <laughs> if you need it. We are just here to give our opinions on situations that people are putting forward. This is in no way, shape, or form like professional medical advice. This has nothing to do with our careers. Facts. Um, nothing. Yeah, to I do don't want with, people to get it twisted right. because I'm a th- I do. You're a, I'm therapist. a therapist for right. my job. That like I will give my professional opinion or advice. And to be quite frank. A therapist is not supposed to give you their personal advice or personal opinion. So this is right. literally the opposite. Right. Um, but yeah. But yeah, if so, you need it, like definitely seek professional help. Um, yeah. This is just our personal. Personal opinion. Personal opinions on past experiences and in our lives. So. Right. Not professional advice. Um, quick little, I guess, backstory on our career backgrounds um gabby had a pretty you had a pretty linear yeah i feel like we've covered this too i feel like people listening like kind of know our stories with like your Mm -hmm. previous podcast too but basically i'm a social worker um at a agency in the community um but like you did i did psych i did yeah i did psych for undergrad and then i got my master's in social work and then I've been employed for two years and I've been doing therapy mm-hmm. with children and family in the community. Right. So like you had a pretty linear experience, whereas I feel like I went to art school for photography um, without any like real plans or goals for like afterwards. It was just kind of like see what happened. Since then, I came home after graduation. I worked for uh, my family company, my family's company, doing graphic design for them. And I've kind of just hopped around and done a million different things. At once, I work at a restaurant now. I do spray tans. I have some freelance clients. I just do kind of a million different things, as we all know. 
Um, but those are kind of our backgrounds. Uh, obviously, again, two completely different experiences <laughs> from one another. But that being said, let's get into the advice segment. Again, thank you to everyone who reached out. Do you want to start with the DM or with? Let's do that last. I loved the DM. (laughs) The DMs are just my vibe. We love getting the stories. Gabby wants all the details. I want all the details, and I love the DMs. So keep them coming. Um, let me go to the screenshots here for a second. Okay. So we got a lot of questions about imposter syndrome, getting over imposter syndrome, feeling unqualified, how to deal with that. Um, do you want like specific questions? We got like a few that were pretty much the same, just like worded differently. Okay. So one of them was, how do you get over imposter syndrome? Um, you don't. I feel unqualified <laughs> for everything. No. Um, imposter syndrome is real. I don't feel qualified for my job. Etc. Etc. So imposter syndrome is real. I didn't realize that this was like a very widely known. Oh, I hear people talk about feeling. it all the time. I hear it more in like my field. Like I follow a ton of like psychotherapy accounts, and mm-hmm. it's like a main uh, topic of discussion. Yeah. Because I, I, this is something I personally struggle with too. Is imposter syndrome because especially being so new mm-hmm. into any like job, workforce, field. Um, yeah, you just, you don't know what you're doing all the time and you're not really supposed to, but it's definitely like a scary feeling when you have a really important job, Mm -hmm. you know, and you want to be competent and you want to be confident. So there's a lot of things that I feel like play into imposter syndrome, but do I think it will 100% go away? I don't think so. I think you just become, honestly, I think you just become more confident as time goes on and then you just, you be, you become, um, or you're able to manage it a little bit better. Right. And I you think know what like I mean? imposter syndrome is probably is directly correlated with like self-confidence yeah. in terms of work. My friend and I were actually just talking about this when I went to Boston, a friend that I went to art school with. Um, I saw her in Boston and we were talking about like now that we both do creative work as jobs. When we went to college, like you had critiques every week for class, right? And like art professors were nitpicky as fuck like they picked out like like I a video class let's say I present a video that I made they pick out every last little fucking mm-hmm, detail mm-hmm. and now like we were talking about how in work like we'll make something and be like oh my god this is so fucking bad but like I'm just gonna send it as is because this is the best I can do with mm-hmm, what I've got mm-hmm. and people are like wow amazing right, right. and I'm like right like they're not gonna sit there and nitpick everything and yeah. it's the same kind of thing where I'm like this isn't good enough it's not what they want but I'm gonna send it anyway and then people are like, great. And I'm like, oh, OK, I can do it. You know what I mean? Yep. So same thing in like a different scenario. But I think it's definitely just it comes with like time. And it, like I said, it's directly correlated to like your confidence in yourself in your workplace. Also, I feel like imposter syndrome has a lot to do with like being in your own head. And if you weren't qualified for the job you're doing, you wouldn't have it. Yeah, exactly. I remind myself that a lot too. And I also think imposter syndrome, it's not like a, it's probably a little bit good to have too because it challenges you. you. Yeah, it challenges you. It keeps you on your toes. You want to be better. It's showing that like you, you want to be better. Um, and I mean, are there people who don't struggle with it at all? Like, I don't know. What, I don't are know. you fucking perfect? You walk on water? Right. Like, I, think I don't you just know have to like trust yourself, trust the process. I'm sure there's people who struggle with it a lot less than others. And maybe they just have had more experience. Right. Whatnot. I don't know. I think I do think you manage it better as time goes on and you be you just yeah. become more familiar. And I think our age group, it's really easy to feel imposter syndrome because you have so little experience. Like for me, half of the jobs that I've looked at and tried to apply for in the past two years, which is crazy. I've been out of college for two years, but all the jobs are like you need five years of experience like well where the hell do I get that if I have exactly. that's an entry-level position so it's like you feel like a, you an imposter because you have so little experience probably in the field you're doing too so it's very common in our at our age mm-hmm. to feel that imposter syndrome and I think just with time it probably sizzles out because you ha- you like you have the experience eventually it just takes time yeah I think you just you become more confident yeah um I also think it's just the fact that we had like four or five different people mention it mm-hmm. just goes to show that mm-hmm. you're not alone. Everyone right. feels it, right? 
Yeah, so, it's actually yeah. funny with all of these like work career things. All of the answers came from people that are relatively the same age, same generation at least. Mm-hmm. And they're, they all have common themes. Like so many of them we got twice or three times. Right. So, um, the next one that we got that was a couple different people put through was how to feel f- fulfilled in your career. Um, not knowing what to do. Uh, so this one, let's say in particular, I'm so unfulfilled by work, but I don't know what my passion is slash what else I would do. So this person's working in a job that they don't feel fulfilled with, but they don't have anything else they would want to switch to necessarily. Hmm. They don't know what their passion is, what else they would want to do. That's a tough one. Yeah, I guess I would think about, I would think about what it is about your job that you don't Yeah, what like. don't you like? And if you could choose like literally anything in this world that you could be doing, like what would it be? Mm-hmm. Like just pretend that like also I feel finances, like, I feel like social we think, life, everything right. was I like I feel like we think things aside. aren't possible because they seem so far away from what we're doing currently. Yeah. When that's not necessarily the case if you like looked into it, right? Where it's like. I don't know what else I would do because there's probably an extension of this question could be that I don't know what else I would do because X, Y, and Z is not possible. It's like, maybe it is like, look at That's things true. that you maybe actually like are your, passionate your about. Your biggest passion or like your dream. I know that sounds corny. Like my dream come true. Right. Like it just feels so out of reach. Right. When or in out reality, of touch, it may not be. It may not be. Um, yeah. I would think, I would think more about like what, what is making you feel unfulfilled, feel unfulfilled and then and can you change that? Yeah, and then see how to change that. Yeah. Again, kind of hard not knowing, like, the details, the details. of the situation. Yeah. But No, I agree. I think if there's something specific about your situation that you can change that might help, I would do that. And then if not, I mean, just kind of look Exploring into, Exploring like, your passions, yeah. maybe. Right. Like, explore little things. Things that might not be, like, your passion, but, like... Or you don't think you that could make a job, too? Because that's, like, a real... Yeah. Um, like burden for people is like the, the finance part right. of it. Like, yes, this is my dream job, but like, is that going to be enough? Mm-hmm. You know, so you kind of have to weigh out pros and cons and stuff like that. A similar one that I like was how to, f- how to feel fulfilled in your career knowing you don't have a college degree like your friends do. Yeah, that's tough. I think... I don't relate to this in the fact that I don't have a college degree because I do, but I don't have what a lot of people consider like that's true. A quote unquote real degree. Wait, can you can you re ask the question? How to feel fulfilled in your career knowing you don't have a college degree like your friends. So I'm assuming my best educated guess would be that this person has a career that you don't need a degree for. Yeah. And they don't feel like they're doing as much or enough compared to their friends. Okay, yeah. Which I, I said that's feel tough. this a hundred percent. Yeah, I said that that's tough because it has to be a like just a shitty feeling. It like, is. Like, that comparison factor is yes. is tough to deal with, right? But at the same time, clearly you made it this far without your degree, mm-hmm. right? And maybe, maybe you don't need like maybe you're maybe you're gonna be good. Right. Like, maybe. Maybe for also, you, are you it's feeling your path that just d- just doesn't require a degree. Kind of right. like, um, I mean, like Ramey. Yeah. Our brother. So, like, he's doing what he's doing. Obviously, there's different circumstances. I'm not going to go into the whole thing. But some people. He's working without a degree. Yeah. Some people, I don't know. Their, their passions and don't I think need it, one. I think you also need to look into, are you feeling unfulfilled by this because you're comparing it to your friends? Or are you feeling unfulfilled because you don't enjoy what you're doing? Because those are two different things. Because if you enjoy what you're doing, but you don't feel that it's good enough in comparison to your friends, you got to let that go. Because comparing yourself to your friends it is not healthy, in my opinion. Like, everyone does it we all do it but if that is the one thing that's making you feel unfulfilled in a career that you enjoy otherwise it doesn't matter right that, <laughs> you that know has like less to do with a degree right <laughs> right then that just the fact that like you're kind of comparing situations because that's how I feel sometimes where like I compare and you myself have a degree and I have a degree right. but my degree 
which this is also a lot in my own head um, due to like circumstances, but my degree essentially doesn't carry as much weight in certain fields, let's say, or like it's not as linear and step by step as a lot of people I know and a lot of my friends. Maybe not as easy to get work. Not easy, as easy to get work. Pay as much right doesn't off the bat. Doesn't carry as much weight. Yeah. It's a lot harder in that field and in my field with my degree. Um, I forget where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and like. Oh, no, just how you feel the same way. Right. Even though you I do see, have a degree. Right. I see my friends that are working in corporate or like you that's like you graduated and you got a job. Like mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing for me is like everyone graduated, got a job right away. And I was just like, Oh, okay. I'm not doing that right now. I'm still like, but I also think you're coming to terms with the fact that like that may like for your exactly. degree and your field. And I don't know exactly what this person's um, field or degree is, mm-hmm. but that's just not, that's just, that's just not how it is for your, right. for your degree or your field. Right. Like, like I've come the to nine terms. to five thing like that. That's just not it. Right. right? So and in, when I, when I did that, I did do that for a while and I didn't like it. So like, yeah, I don't know. Like I would say, don't put yourself through something just because you think that's what like people society standards. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> what people want you to do because that's not worth it. Like if you're enjoying what you're doing and the only thing that bothers you about it is that it's not what your friends did or are doing try your best to let that go it's taken me like a year and a half but at the same time though if you also feel like a degree can benefit you then get one and (laughs) yeah and your career do everything you can to try and get one if you have the means to um okay next question struggling to find what work path is meant for me well that's hard that is, it's well, it's hard to say any, because yeah. um struggling to find what work path is meant for me. Um, I wish well, I knew what the options were. Right. Or like what the age was. Yeah. Where you are in life, what you're doing. Are you about to graduate college? You want to know something? Are you starting college? What? That just came to my head. Um, You know how dad used to do like the flip the coin? Like no. if we were, if you were deciding between two... Uh, like dinner uh-huh, choices uh-huh, or uh-huh. Um, how my cousin decided where to go to college yes yeah yeah you're you're struggling between like two options and this you is have great this is like but you can't do it we can't tell you how to do it or else huh? you're gonna have it we can't tell her how to do this or what else you're gonna have it in her head what? doesn't it doesn't work if you know what's what's happening no i think it does I think it does. Well, whatever. I'm just going to tell this story. Okay. So basically, <laughs> he had to choose between. The surprise element of this is pretty important. He had to, to choose process. between two different schools. He was, you know, there were pros and cons to both. He didn't know what to do. Right. So basically. They were equally beneficial. My dad said, okay, one side of the coin is going to be one college. The other one's going to be the other. Flip the coin. Can you tell the rest of the story? Because <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> okay. So heads was school A. Tails was school B. Um, he flips the coin, catches it, shows it to you, and your initial reaction is going to tell you is right going to tell you right away what you want. So, like, if you say, I don't know, you want to either be a hairstylist or a social worker. Social workers' heads, hairstylists' tails. You flip it; it lands on hairstylist, and you're like, "Fuck!" That initial immediate reaction is your gut feeling that's what you got to go for yeah if you say fuck to the hairstylist go be the social worker exactly so just like weigh out your options flip a coin and see what your gut reaction yeah. wants and, Base, and, and i guess the whole point of that is like you you kind of know this entire time what it is that you truly want there's just so much that's in the way between getting you there right. so that's like there's a, so much noise yeah that's like a noise. quick way of of it being and i'll tell you it right in your face. every time and it literally worked but for it him does, it it worked for our brother too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it did and it, and our cousin ended up going to the, the school, school he, he went to he, both actually but <laughs> he, he left. ended up going and he was so happy with his decision and he loved every minute of it so i'm telling you it works but the issue with that is that <laughs> the biggest part of it is the element of surprise um but try it just see what your gut is telling you really Look inward. I hope that whole thing made sense. Probably didn't, but okay. We got a couple more. How to avoid burnout before the age of twenty-five. <laughs> Love this one. Now that you're twenty-six. 
<laughs> Let's hear it. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I forgot I'm 26. <laughs> Damn it. Um, burnout, that's something, like, I really try. I'm really trying my hardest to, to avoid. avoid. Yeah. Me and too. Shit. I think there's just certain things, and the two that come to mind, like, right away is one is self-care, and two is having good boundaries. I so boundaries is very important. Huh? Yeah, so self-care, being able to practice something you truly truly enjoy doing that has nothing to do with your work every single day for me it's like working out talk like having family being around family um you know do, practice your hobby like make time for that no matter what every single day um another one is as i don't, I don't know about, more about self-care but like boundaries is like don't work overtime if you don't have to every so day. That's something is, I do. I really like this is a try hard not to do. Into the next question that the same person asked is how to say no when you have too much on your work plate and not feel bad about Ooh. it. So how to set the boundaries. How to set the boundaries. Without yeah. feeling bad. Uh, this sometimes is really hard. I think you learn to set them when. Something happens. Yeah, exactly. Not like you've reached burnout, but you know, you're kind of sick of. I mean, this just you're happened You're sick to of me. taking over other roles that aren't yours. Mm hmm. Perhaps, right? Because you feel bad or you say yes or you're more passive than like assertive. Or it is burnout. Like I just had a situation where I took on a lot at once and I was just so like in over my head and stressed and anxious about something that I let it affect my um, performance and it made me very anxious and very kind of fucked me up a little bit. And it was just too much. And it was that kind of thing where like my burnout effect started to affect my work and the situation resolved itself. But it's still like I still get anxiety over the whole situation because I feel kind of like guilty about it. And I fell behind on things and I did things poorly. And it really was just a result of me thinking that I couldn't say no to anything and feeling bad saying no and feeling bad saying like I can't do this much when I should have said that so yeah sometimes that's what it ends up being it's right. like and that's the burnout kind of, and that's, that's how you that's, learn that's to how I learned the boundaries like, I know what I can and can't do I think another example is like for me for me I um like during the pandemic I I kind of I worked throughout really the whole thing yeah. just because like human services right being essential whatever um and I really like barely took off and I didn't really have anything to take off or like use my PTO. So also I feel like work probably helped you through that because it made things yeah, feel exactly, normal for you. Exactly. Right. So like, I'm not like complaining about having to work throughout the whole thing. Right. It's just the fact that I never really used my PTO last year. I think I used it maybe two or three times out of the right. total year. And then, um, but now like post pandemic is like, there's a lot more going on this year. Um, and being able to like utilize that time, and be, like feeling okay with that. That's something like I feel like I don't know if I'm like currently like struggling with it, but it has crossed my mind like me feeling bad about taking PTO, mm -hmm. right? And, but I think like at the same time, it's like also me just trying to like have good boundaries for my personal life and be like, right. okay, well, like I do have all this time. I can mm -hmm. take it. It's here for a reason. And it's hard for us because we know like it's hard when it's work because you know kind of the ins and outs of the place or the company, right? Like we all know that we have, let's say, PTO hours. So does everybody else. Nobody used them last year. Everyone wants to take off. And <laughs> right. we know that our managers and our bosses are like, well, fuck, everyone's going and doing all this. So yeah, like, I don't know. We know, but it's like, when do we stop feeling guilty about living our lives outside of work? Like we're not born to work. You know that saying? Um, you don't live to work. You work to live. That, nope. Not that. Good you one, don't no. work to live. Wait. Wait. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. <laughs> You I'll shouldn't say, live. I always, I always mix it up. But yeah, you don't. You shouldn't live, live to work. To work, you, you work, work to live. live. Yeah, but I, I do struggle with taking time off. I'm yeah. trying to be better about it now it's that I said than done. have a wedding. Like I have actual things mm -hmm. that are really, really important to me in my I personal life. So having those boundaries. I, I think. also think that we forget that like our bosses are humans, and they're not like <laughs> corporate work people. Like you, you like you're taking time off from another person that maybe already has gotten married, knows what it's like to plan a wedding that maybe has been in your position and has taking on three different roles in one company and knows that that's too much for one person. I know someone that was working until like, cause when with work from home too, it's a million times harder because you don't leave an office. You're at home. You mm -hmm. have your computer at all times. 
why not respond to a work email when you're sitting on your couch? Sure. I know someone that was working until like 9, 10 p.m. for a long time. And her boss found out and was like, what are you doing? I was going to say you know? another another good like you're, thought you're, is that your peers know. Do you want to take on so many things because you're afraid to say no, but then your performance is like lower or not as good. It's yeah, that's what happened to me. Quality over quantity. Exactly. But I, I think we get nervous to be like, oh, I don't want to tell them that this is too much because I don't want to look bad. But it's like, no, they're human too. Like if you tell them that's too much, they get that. Yeah. They probably wouldn't want to do it all either. Um. It's hard to set boundaries, but it's important. Um, last one. Well, this one's kind of similar. Work-life balance when working from home. Work-life balance when working from home. Um, That, like, for just me thinking about my... <laughs> like, that would be really, really hard because I don't have, like, a separate room for work. I think mm-hmm. that would be really important. I don't know what people's... Um, living situations yeah are. living situations are but even if you could not even have your own like room for work but mm-hmm. have like some type of area where it's like just your work mm-hmm. um if this were me like right now i like b- post pandemic now like starbucks is open barnes and nobles is open yeah i would go there i i i really i don't even really feel comfortable like mixing the fact that I'm going to walk inside my house and I have to do any work. Like I want those. I think that's what's hard about work life balance working from home is that like you leave work at work and you leave home at home. And when that's blended, it's really difficult. So I would just say try your hardest to do that, whether it be like sectioning off a part Mm -hmm. of your home, um, going out somewhere and doing your work. Right. Yeah. Just separate the two as much as you possibly can. Even if it's like a corner in your room that your laptop doesn't leave. Um, okay. The last one is our DM. She said, so here's my dilemma. I've recently been given an opportunity to continue on with the career path I went to school for, which was veterinary medicine. Things took a turn and I had to start up another career quickly, which was, I believe, real estate. Mm -hmm. Um, so something happened in her veterinary career. She couldn't practice anymore. So she had to switch career paths and she chose real estate. I'm starting to dive into this new career path I've been working on, but this opportunity has been given to me. Do I take the opportunity to work in the career path I worked so hard in and love so much, or do we think I can do both? So basically, so from what I understand, there's a new opportunity that she didn't know existed that she can do that has more to do with the veterinarian, veterinarian right. um, area, right? And then... Does real estate continue? Right. Does it hold up? Right. Okay, so she's it. doing real estate. She got offered basically a job um, within the veterinary field that doesn't involve actually practicing as a vet, but it's in the field. Does she scratch real estate where she started again, switch back up? Can she do both? What would you do? Okay. This I just is hard. Think, no, this is super. This is just craziness. It is crazy. Because... I think just the fact that you had like a sudden change mm-hmm. after like it was and it was a long time. It was like, yeah, a sudden, a sudden change in your career path for whatever reason, like the reason is not even important. It's the fact that you had to switch up shit so quick out of your find, control too, not by choice. Exactly. And fine. And I feel like the story is like really, really relatable. Re- like, no, just good for for this topic because right. it just goes to show like life fucking happens mm-hmm. and things we have to your control and we have to switch things up because we can't just not work right finances are tight like we got to find something and she did that with real estate mm-hmm. and then now something else and she is coming too yeah like, and you like it's like you it. like both right so right. it's like oh okay like i actually noticed more about myself mm-hmm. or i noticed that i actually really enjoy this and i didn't right. think i would which is super cool i would definitely my guts is telling me go back toward the um, veterinarian route, mm-hmm. route I think- or route. I always get, is it route or route? It's Does it not matter? Okay, doesn't matter. Go towards that because that is your passion, right. and then use real estate as a backup or as like a side hustle, even. Yeah, like yeah, real estate is something you can do anytime, anywhere. So like, and I think it's so sick that she has that and she likes it and she's good at it. I assume, mm-hmm. and then even so much cooler that something came up 
that this I mean, opportunity came that, up when it was like she thought that this door had completely closed. Right. You thought that this field, it, this entire field that you were very passionate about was taken away from you completely. Like this is, I don't think this opportunity would have come to you if it wasn't supposed to. Hell yes. You know, that sounds kind of corny to be like, there was a reason for it, but it is true. It's like everything happens for a reason. My Gabby's favorite, favorite quote, <laughs> but like doors open for a reason. I don't think this opportunity would have been presented to you. And I guarantee if you were to explain how it happened, it was probably some crazy coincidence. I don't know. Like my gut is just telling me that like, go go trust your passion, honey. Yeah. Do it. I say, do it. You can always go back to real estate, literally anywhere. There will always be a market for it. And, and now you're just qualified in two completely different fields like that. That's pretty cool. She's also probably still in the middle. That's probably why it's hard. She's probably still in the middle of the real estate thing. Yeah, I guess the logistics of it, that's for you to figure out. (laughs) Figure out the hard part yourself, but go with your gut. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, got to go with the gut. I think so, too. And I just think also knowing this person and, like, knowing the love and passion you have for that initial field, like, I I don't think you should pass it up. If it's really that great of a position, I don't think you should pass it up at all. The door just reopened for you, honey. Yeah. Walk through it. Do you want to go to fun facts? Are we oh, ready? Oh, sure, sure. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, as usual, for all your feedback and input. Please keep sending DMs. We love them so much. Yeah, loved. It's so much loved easier. Loved the DMs. It's Fill so my DMs. Much, yeah, we have so much like to work with and to respond. But to. I do like the um. Oh, they all the responses don't feel are great. Comfortable for it. All the responses are great. You don't feel comfortable with the DM, with the DM. Then obviously, just send whatever your little heart desires. But DMs are always great um always anonymous always 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 and we will always make sure we ask you what we can share um i found a bunch that i liked but do you have can one? i go first do you only have one i can have more than one okay cool go ahead one of the perkiest jobs going a netflix <laughs> viewer I saw this. yes this is a job analyzing what viewers are yeah, after so happy. <laughs> watching content <laughs> before it becomes public are you freaking kidding me i've heard about this before really mm-hmm. i have not you can also I... be like a shopper okay that's different than watching netflix every I day no but i i did hear about this i mean I, I probably mean, like, i wonder what the netflix. pay is like i, I mean don't know. do you think you have to have some kind of like statistical background knowledge I have no idea, but that's just so wild. Like, can to I me. sit on my couch, eat some Cheetos, and watch Netflix? <laughs> like, what's the no, deal? No, like I would assume you have to be like taking notes and like looking out for things. I don't know. Like you have to I be able know. to predict that the just trends. That seems so futuristic. <laughs> <laughs> that's a job no one knew you would have ten years ago. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> would you? No, of course not. I know it's so weird. Who knew? So cool. Though. Who watched Bird Box and approved it? Because they know how to do their job. <laughs> oh my god, I miss Bird Box. Bird Box, Bird Box. Okay. <laughs> um, this one is mine. One of mine, and I stand by this, and I relate to it, and I think this is why my brain works the way it does. Multitasking at work can drop a person's IQ by ten points, <gasps> which is equivalent to losing a night of sleep and twice the effect of smoking marijuana. What the hell? Really? I'm also not a another multitasker. Another disclaimer. We just Google fun facts and we read them <laughs> off the websites. <laughs> no, mine have references. Mine have references too. But okay, exactly. Look, did you look at the footnotes? The what? Exactly. You don't know where these references are. No, I do. I know mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't come for me. I don't know mine. So I went to grad be, school. I know what real references look like. Show me them. <laughs> dot. no no but anyway apparently multitasking is not good for your brain i mean yeah because when i multitask i feel frazzled (laughs) like i don't multitask i'm so bad at multitasking if gabby's on her phone she won't speak to you like texting but you want to know what's so interesting is that although i can't multitask i do listen to everything that's happening even in my work No, no you don't yes i do no you don't yes i do not if you're on your phone Okay, maybe not for, not if I'm on my phone, but like at my work, like I'll be typing notes and stuff, and I'm always listening to conversations that are happening <laughs> you, <laughs> elsewhere. So, so you just have I'm selective just nosy. hearing. <laughs> you have selective hearing, and I have selective hearing. Okay, what's your next one? Um, oh wait, I gotta find it. Hold on. Oh, okay. Once an item is filed, there's a 98% chance it will never see the light of day again. <laughs> 
So all you interns. All you secretaries. <laughs> all you interns. Just throw it out. Just throw it just out. quit now. Throw it out. Quit now. <laughs> throw out the Lex. Throw out the papers. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lex. She's just like a professional filer and That's like literally right what she's doing all summer. Um, no, that's so funny. Which is, it's also like, duh. Like, come on. Obviously. Who else is going to, like, I feel like everyone knows. Like, this is one of those things. It's like, you just do it because, you know, if you're getting audited or something. Or, right. Yeah, but, like, wow, God what forbid. a waste of time. What a waste Whatever. Of you're paper. getting paid. You're getting paid. What a waste of paper. Okay, my next one is when office temperatures are low, 68 degrees or lower, employees make 44% more errors and are less productive than when temperatures are warmer. Yes, that's true. <laughs> because... What'd you do? Not to put my office on blast, but... <laughs> no. It's okay. Nobody knows where it is. <laughs> no. I'm always cold, but I'm just a cold person. Like, I feel like I... I'm just always cold. I feel like yeah. it's something people know about me. I always so have you're a always making 44% more mistakes <laughs> than the average person. No, but sometimes I just get, I'm like so uncomfortable if I'm cold that I just have to like leave for a few minutes, take a walk outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like. Definitely. Yeah. You're just, I'm more distracted well, I'm if cold, I'm freezing. When I'm cold, I just want to lay down. Like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to like lay down and cuddle up and a blanket. On yeah. Yeah. So I definitely feel that if I'm really, really freezing or cold in my office, I that's like what I'm focusing on and not comfortable. So next one. Yes, this is going to be my last one. OK, I have one more after you. So. And this is my favorite one okay. because I have something to say about this. OK, I didn't save my favorite for last, but that's OK. Around the world, the working week ranges between <laughs> 40 and 44 hours you per week. You're going to pick this one. But some countries have a great attitude toward work life. Not ours. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where was I? Some others. Some countries are worse, Gab, I promise. No, that's true. But in <laughs> France, the average work week is 35 hours. In Netherlands, the average work week time is 29 hours per week. 29. What do you think their country's economies are like? I mean, I don't know. But the fact <laughs> that they have four-day weeks. Or wait, what is that? What would that be? What? Yeah. 29 hours if, if ours is like 40 hours a week, yeah. how many days a week would be? 29. 29. Like four? Four. That, I Wait, am. are we sure? Whatever. It, you get my point. Ish. I am such a big advocate for. A four-day work a week. A four-day work week. Such a big advocate. I really, really feel like. No, I'm dead serious, Julia. I really feel. I'm, I'm not laughing. <laughs> you were. I really, really feel that this would really improve, one, people's mental health, two, their quality of work, mm-hmm. three, the, probably their family life and their personal life, four, I, I agree. like I can go on and on. I really think that should be a thing. I don't know why people aren't petitioning or like making this happen. Write to your representatives. I should. <laughs> I'm really passionate about that. I, I really you are. I know you are because you, I, I agree. I mean, I don't work a nine to five, so it's hard for me to have like that strong of an opinion on it. But yeah, and I just I don't know. I just feel like by Friday and I love my job. Don't get me wrong. I am passionate. I love what I do and I love my work. I love every like I love yeah. my workplace, my work environment. It's more of like it's just by Friday comes around like I'm I'm checked out. Yeah. I'm really checked out. So No, I definitely yeah. could see how like it could help to like squeeze it all into 4 days. You know, and not like linger out to Friday, because also like who's still there Friday? Also, like what? There's like it's like a thing. I actually like, work Friday very hard on Fridays because you know? I I have to, but like I I'm really curious what like, people's productivity and well, I and, feel like it's a and their quality thing. of work looks like on a Friday. I feel like it's a common thing to be like it's Friday at three o'clock, like no one's gonna answer or something like that. Like Got you hear it. that all the yeah, time, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But here's another one. Here's my my fun fact that I again relate to very strongly. Procrastinating a project for work can increase focus and efficiency. Oh, geez. That's a lesson you needed to hear. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I feel like I work better under pressure. Like, I procrastinate so bad that when it comes down to, like, the last second, I do it because I have to get it done. That's not a great (laughs) outlook to have. But I noticed in school a lot that, like, I did not work as hard four days before something was due if I tried to work on it I just like no I my mind just goes different places because yeah. I'm like I have four more days yeah exactly exactly night before <laughs> I, I stay up all night I'm like, doing it I'm getting it done you yeah know? yep 
That's how I felt about the wedding or the shower. Oh, gosh, don't talk. You were that. you were so stressed out, and I was like, "It's gonna ha- it's gonna get done. These cups are gonna get done." I mean, yeah, but but here's the lesson: is what happened the day before. <laughs> Tell everyone. I don't talk about it, huh? Oh, you don't want to talk about it? Okay. <laughs> I forgot about a client. <laughs> exactly. So what can happen when you just put things <laughs> off? It adds up over time. You become you become really overwhelmed, <laughs> really anxious. Like, I know. Don't I know. do that. I don't do it on purpose. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, can you just be smarter about the way you procrastinate, maybe? I'm trying. You know what I mean? Be, I really be a little trying. bit more mindful with the procrastination I process. Planner. I bought a planner. There you go. A really big, nice, expensive planner. Yeah. And that's where I'm at with work-life balance. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. Well, that was good. Those are good. Fun facts were great. How'd you feel about all our new segments? Do you like them? I don't know. I'll have to ask the fans. Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, sure. But I mean, I love my segment. I love the fun fact one. Pop culture. I mean, I could probably do without pop culture, but okay. I don't know. People may like it. And Let us know, know what you think. People like it. Then I'll continue. And if you, if you want something different, give us more segment ideas. Yeah. That was someone's segment idea. So thank you for that idea. Oh, yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just not like super invested or passionate in pop culture, mm-hmm. but I, c- I can see where it, you know, people like to listen. Yeah. For me, I just listen to so many podcasts that talk about the same pop culture news. Right. <laughs> so, but then you also come on here and say that you, you don't know anything about pop culture. Well, I don't really know. <laughs> I just hear. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, do I right. actually know what's going on? Am no, I super invested? No, I just, and exactly. I just hear, I hear a headline and that's, that's all I know. True. So, True. Well, that was good. We balance each other out. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate it. We always appreciate the feedback. We hope you enjoyed this episode. I think it's episode four. Five. Five. Julia, wow. (laughs) Sorry. But I figured it out when I was making the social media graphic. We're going to continue with a couple, um, like, Mm topic-related episodes. But I think maybe, like, as we get closer to eight nine ten we can kind of just put an advice box up and see what people say yeah and if that doesn't do well or if people don't like that then we'll just continue with topics topics give people more of an incentive to answer but no i know but who knows you know it could be the opposite true that's true so yeah well and you're always welcome to send in any questions any stories anything you need a little bit of feedback on whether it relates to the topic or not but as always, thank you so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Dear Sisters Podcast. Gabriella Dostan. Julia R. <laughs> and Gabby may not love you, but I do. <laughs> I still think that. We're not there yet. I'm not there yet with my fans. I just say love you all the time. Yeah, but do you know there's uh, the first episode got what? How many views? Listens, whatever. Uh, like 160 something. Okay. Would you want every one of those 160 people to know that you love them? What if they need to be told that they're loved? All right. I love you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Fire! (laughs) All right. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.